Welcome into another edition of the Woj Pod. And finally, late Monday night, James Harden traded to the Los Angeles Clippers. Finally, about 2 a.m., the Sixers and the Clippers completed a blockbuster deal. Harden, P.J. Tucker to the Clippers in return for Marcus Morris, Nick Batum, Robert Covington, K.J. Martin, and most importantly for the Sixers, 2028 first-round pick, two second-round picks, a Clipper pick swap, and an additional first-round pick that is going to be routed to the Sixers from a third team. That deal was being finalized overnight, and the Clippers... They get the player they have been in pursuit of since late June. James Harden now paired with Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and of course his old Oklahoma City and Houston Rocket teammate, Russell Westbrook. And the Clippers now believe they have a team that if it can stay healthy, can certainly become again a real contender to come out of the Western Conference, but this trade started to get put together again over the last few days. There was a tremendous amount of pressure on the Sixer organization to find a deal as Harden was working out individually with the organization as the team was away, playing really well. Close loss at Milwaukee, but a couple of wins, including at Toronto, and then back home again. Tyrese Maxey, the league's Eastern Conference's player of the week, 30 points a game. Joel Embiid looking like the MVP. This was a Sixer team that ultimately decided an organization that they simply could not bring James Harden back into that mix, that they had gone as far as they could with this. And they got back with the Clippers and put together a deal that there was compromise on both sides. The Sixers wanted Terrence Mann. They did not get him in this deal. But they did get those two first-round picks. Again, that the prime of them, that 28 pick from the Clippers. But what the Sixers want to do now is be able to go out and scour the market. It's probably not going to be in the near term. This is not a time teams are ready to start parting with players, although I'm sure they'll try to start, but perhaps closer to the trade deadline or or into December, January, when more guys are eligible to be traded, then you can expect Daryl Morey to go out and use all these picks he's got now. Again, 28 first-round pick, that other rerouted first-rounder, two second-round picks and a pick swap. The Sixers think that they have as much value to go out and look for a player as what Drew Holiday cost. Uh, They didn't have the assets to get Drew Holiday last time around, but the next Drew Holiday, if there is a Drew Holiday type player available before the deadline, Sixers think they are at the front of the line now and they keep their cap space for next summer when they want to be able to be able to either get a max player in free agency or be able to have the assets to to take on the salary of a big time player. 
And so that's what Daryl Morey wanted in this. Listen, he was ready to play this out. I think there was a period of time that he thought they could reincorporate James Harden, but Harden made it clear he was not going to play ball literally figuratively with the Sixers. And while he'd been okay these last few days around the team and when he was around, there was a sense that wasn't going to last and he was going to do what he needed to do to get this team to trade him. And, and that happened. Boy, there's something with Sixer Clipper trades. That is the second Sixer Clipper trade that I've broken after 2 a.m. Eastern or at 2 a.m. I believe the Tobias Harris trade a few years ago that set up the Clippers to have the cap space and the assets to go sign Kawhi Leonard in free agency and then trade for Paul George. I believe that was after 2 a.m., right around the trade deadline, a couple days before. Uh, But this one, same thing. They were grinding through this, really got into it on Monday night. I was at Newark Airport. I was getting ready to fly to L.A. to go out and be out with our NBA Countdown crew this week and NBA Today and was suggested to me to not get on a plane that you might be it's always my worst fear with this job is you're in a plane and the wireless is spotty and you can't get to what you need to do so I so I sat in Newark airport uh, watched the place close down and then almost start to reopen again so from like 5 p.m they threw me out of the concierge lounge or the United lounge I should say at around 10:30 p.m when it closed and then I just went and sat downstairs until I left about 3.30 in the morning, came home, took a shower, and, and maybe I'll try to get on a flight later tonight. But uh, that seems to be how the Clippers and Sixers work together uh, late into the night. A lot of pieces in this trade. Philip Petrosev is also in the deal to the Clippers, along again with P.J. Tucker. The Clippers take on his money. And Lawton, well, not lost in this, but part of this whole deal and I know this was not easy for the Philly organization. They had to waive Danny Green, call Danny Green late tonight. They didn't have a roster spot for him after the trade. They needed to create one to take on the four players. And Danny Green, who uh, just still has a lot to give in this league, and I think the Sixers felt that, but they had to make a tough choice. And Danny Green gets waived late uh, Monday night, a lot of very late phone calls to players to tell them they're in trades, that they're waived. And now James Harden heads out to L.A. Uh, Ramona Shelburne reports that he is, in her words or in the words of a source close to Harden, ecstatic over the trade. He has wanted this. He finally gets it. And Lawrence Frank, Steve Ballmer, with the Clippers, they're putting a lot of faith in Ty Lue, their coach, that he can get the most out of James Harden, that they can figure out how these pieces all fit together in L.A. They needed more talent. That's a team that that needed, you know, with a health, healthy Kawhi Leonard, a healthy Paul George, a rejuvenated Russell Westbrook with that organization. He's been outstanding since he came over there after the trade deadline last year. A leader of that team has become a leader, and he certainly knows how to play and coexist with James Harden. For the Clippers, this is a run now for them. 
to make. They don't know what the future is there. They don't know if they'll be able to come to terms with Paul George, Kawhi Leonard on new deals, if they can do something that makes sense. And in some ways, maybe James Harden is a rental for them. But you've seen early on with a healthy, those two bookend great forwards, healthy. They haven't played anybody. You know, Certainly, they'll play some better teams. But they have shown, certainly so far, being healthy on the court. They've been impressive. And the key, of course, is keeping them healthy. And now James Harden, who he's playing for his future in the league for a future deal with the Clippers. And the only way there's probably going to be another deal with the Clippers is if they're going to keep that thing together with Leonard and George, uh, certainly, and and Russell Westbrook. And so $35.5 million a year for Harden this season after he opted into that deal last year or last June and then said he wanted to trade with it. It had gotten ugly, personal, certainly, with Daryl Morey, the Sixers president. Uh, a lot of history with he and James Harden. It doesn't end well, but it ends finally in Philly. And I think that was an organization that simply, they went the distance to the trade deadline on Ben Simmons, and they really get the assets back that they gave up for Harden. They get those picks back, essentially. And uh, that they gave up, yeah, to get Harden from Brooklyn. And now you're looking at uh, a debut of James Harden. Uh, Doubtful it's Wednesday against the Lakers. Don't see that happening. Uh, That'd be pretty quick. But then there's four days off after there, and the Clippers of all places come east. I think they have the Knicks. They have the Nets. And so you would expect Harden to make his debut by then. But... Uh, these were interesting negotiations between the Sixers and the Clippers. Lawrence Frank, Daryl Morey, they have a very good relationship. You know, they went at it with this thing like you do in negotiations, and, but they were always able to come back and keep talking. And I think two guys who just know how to get deals done and have done deals with each other before. And, you know, you go back to the Chris Paul uh, sign-and-trade deal, right, back – in 2017, Clippers, Rockets, and certainly you see, you know, the Tobias Harris deal again. But they got it done. They got it done late tonight. And again, they kept talking over, they started to talk again uh, over the weekend, I'm told. And I think the league wanted to see this thing done. The owners wanted to see this thing done. And then finally, uh, the two presidents slash general managers got, you know, finally got there on a trade. The Clippers had been going around looking to perhaps turn one of their pick swaps along with their assets into another first-round pick, and that's what they've done, and we'll know more about that later this morning. But you can expect another first-round pick, again, going back to the Sixers and that chapter is closed. Fourth trade in four years for James Harden. It is just unbelievable what his career has turned into. I think Matt Williams, uh, the great Matt Williams at ESPN, I think he's the first former MVP to be traded this many times in the league. And so Harden was very good last season, and he was up and down in the playoffs. Uh, he's got a lot to prove with the Clippers. He's got a lot to prove to people in the league. 
uh, in terms of his future and what it's going to look like, it is unlikely he is going to get the money back in a deal, in, a ne- in his next deal that he has given up by not signing that max extension in Brooklyn, by not signing it in Houston when it was offered to him, when he asked for the trade then, and by not going into free agency last summer, he potentially could have had a two- or three-year max deal with the Sixers, probably at around $40 million a year. And he didn't want to wait for July 1. He opted into the deal with the very clear suggestion to Daryl Morey and the Sixers that he wanted a trade, and he wanted that trade to go, come to the Clippers. It finally did. Uh, several months later, in the dead of the night, uh, on the eve of the NFL trade deadline of all of all things, um, a blockbuster NBA deal here. And uh, listen, the Sixers, so much of this is around making sure Joel Embiid sees a pathway with this organization this year and next year. And the Sixers think they have this thing set up to be able to go and prove this team you know, they didn't do the max extension with Tyrese Maxey, uh, as many of the other players in his draft class, the 2020 draft class, got. The thought being that he would, they would do it next year, it would kick in next year so he doesn't lose any money, and it would preserve some cap space, that max cap space for them, by waiting till next year to do it. You saw the Spurs do that with Kawhi Leonard several years ago. I think that was that was the same year that they got Lamarcus Aldridge in free agency, and so Sixers are hoping that there's some kind of situation that that they benefit from in a similar way. But you've seen early on they've looked really good, and Maxi is just free to play and be the primary ball handler, and and you've seen just his development. He's done nothing but get better since he's been in Philly. And now Nick Nurse and that new coaching staff in Philly is a coach. You just want to know who you have and who you are going to play and a style of play that you install to fit the personnel you have. And now they know what they have. It is not James Harden, but they bring on Nick Batum. Again, K.J. Martin, a young player that the Clippers brought on from Houston. Robert Covington, who's been in Philly. And, of course, Marcus Morris. Uh, those are not the keys to this trade. The keys are the draft compensation that the Sixers get because they're going to use that, they're going to try to use that, to go out and get a player who can replace Harden. And again, that probably doesn't come soon. There are not a lot of teams ready to engage on trades, and I think if you tried to do one right now, you're probably overpaying. Uh, But eventually this season... Uh, someone will pry loose, someone will be available. We get closer to the trade deadline, and the Sixers think that they've got enough now to go out and and do that. And we'll see who that is, what that looks like for them, and and how well can they play to keep up with Boston, with the Bucks uh, in this early season uh, in the Eastern Conference. But again, uh, blockbuster deal in the dead of the night, James Harden. Finally, to the Los Angeles Clippers, and it's going to be a fun week. I'll be out in L.A. again later this week. We'll, I'm sure we'll see him courtside. Uh, sounds like he wants to get there as soon as he can. you got to get these players to report past their physicals, and then everybody is, is ready to play. And we'll finally see Harden make his debut this season. So 
more to come on this saga that in one respect ends with the Clippers and the Sixers and another respect is, is just beginning just a week into this 2023-24 regular season. All right, we will catch you all soon. Thanks for joining us once again. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Woj Pod. Be sure to listen to new and archived episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure also to listen to the Adam Schefter podcast with my good friend, Adam Schefter. We'll catch you next time.